This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The Podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. The debauchery rolls on. You're listening to The Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9 KISW. Doug McKagan joins us momentarily, but first time for a few emails from The Men's Room at KISW.com. You've got mail. You've got mail. And a few from our question, not good or bad, what doesn't happen to most people that happen to you? The question that turned into a, a, a medical uh, educational class. Hi guys, while other people get fevers, I don't. In 39 years, I've only had one. It's lame. It's uh, rare from what I've been told. I'm also part of the 1% that stutters. Rock on, bitches. That from Iris, the bus driver. There's a positive one. You don't get fevers. It, that's Well, okay. unless your body's just not fighting you getting sick. But otherwise, yeah. yeah. People aren't happy to get fevers. More uh, gloom. Guys, I'm 36 now. When I was 20, I had stage 4 testicular cancer. It was mainly a bunch of tumors and needed to be taken out with uh, chemo. However, the main tumor that it took out of my abdomen was roughly seven pounds. Jeez. What they call a Wilms tumor. Wilms prior to me was mainly in kids, and to this day, I think I'm the oldest person to ever have that type of tumor. I was lucky, as there was someone who specialized in that type of uh, tumor at Indianapolis University Hospital. So we were uh, able to go there for additional stuff. To this day, you still can't calculate out the chances of having it because I was the oldest. Unfortunately, I can't uh, make kids the fun way, but it's still very fun. That from David. Guys, I'm allergic to sulfa medicine. And yep. when I take it, it makes my body think I have a brain tumor. It's called tumor syndrome. And they found out I was allergic to it after they did a spinal tap. In a week's time, I spent 10 days in the hospital because they could not figure out what was wrong with me. That Damn. Out. That from Brandy. As we move on to the birthday emails, Olabachola's my man Kurt turns 29 today. Could he get a little kid face sandwich, a fart montage, and Coach Ted giving him a pep talk about how to deal with his last year of his 20s? Thanks, guys. That from Chris. Fish sandwich. <laughs> It's <laughs> just so juicy. I know. It takes Coach back to a horrible bathroom experience every time I hear it. All right. Last year, you're 20. So this one's pretty simple. Party, man. You know, next year, you'll be 30. People are going to think you're a real adult. You won't be. But at least your age will say you will. 
Last year, the 20s, you got to do a bunch of crazy stuff, and you get to write it off and tell people, hey, it's the last year of my 20s. <laughs> Hello, guys. I just want to uh, shoot you guys an email and ask to see if you guys can give my husband Cameron a birthday shout-out. He listens every day on his way home. Let's give him the Dirty Germans there. Yeah, if you want some dirty Germans, you have come to the red place because we're feeling awfully dirty, and we represent Deutschland well. Tonight, I'm going to serve you a sausage known as Bloodwurst. Yeah. He said his name is Cameron. Cameron, yes. Yeah, he's like a rapper named Cameron. And a lot like I would do to you tonight. He was in a group called Dipset. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you are going to leave the camera on. Yeah, always. That's just what we do. Guys, I want to wish my good friend a carpool buddy Colt a very happy birthday. Hardworking carpenter, even though he is a part of the Soggy Bottom Boys Club every day this time of the year. That's all the <laughs> carpooling laughs and our stops at the gas station on my way home. So, can we get the dirty Germans talking about him playing with wood in the rain for a living? And your penis is too small with a fish sandwich, please. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned this earlier today. I was playing with wood in the rain as well. But I like that you're a soggy bottom boy because I plan on making your bottom quite soggy. Yeah, he doesn't say why it's so soggy. <laughs> Who knows what ended up in the back of those pants? Yeah. But yeah, you're a little freak. Playing with the wood in the rain. Yeah, it's soggy now, but if you wait long enough, it'll be a crusty bottom boy. <laughs> and all I gotta say is my buddy Alan's 41st birthday. Uh, in a birthday pre-funk session, he said his one birthday wish was to hear the dirty Germans profess their love for each other. Uh, this is from his friend, uh, friend Sherry, a.k.a. Bear. Uh, thanks, Miles, Thrill, Ted, and Mike. You guys are the best. Yeah, of course we love each other. That's why we always double-team whoever we're having sex with. Yeah. It's only your little American minds. I can't imagine it's the Germans. You think the swords never touch? Yeah. Not only do they touch, we also maintain eye contact. Yeah. Since they're different colors. <laughs> and finally, for the birthdays, guys, please wish my friend, uh, friend girl, Jackie, a very happy... Friend girl? Friend girl. Friend girl, Jackie. A very happy 57th birthday. She likes soft and hard stuff. That from Jerry. How about the dirty Germans talking about soft and hard stuff? Yeah, it sounds like they're talking about the eggs. Yeah, I was going to say the soft part is located below the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah, you play your cards right to do your job. It's the hardware it turns into software. Unless it's very cold outside, in which case it's hard everywhere. <laughs> All right, guys, here you go. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday to you, to you, to you, bitches. Yaws are Dirty Germans, brought to you by Men's Room Original Sausage. Available through Italy's world famous sausage, mensroomlive.com, and other fine retailers. Mm. You owe me a dollar. Oh, what's up, Babe Ruth? Thank you, Mom. Calling the shot? What'd you say? I'll go two for two today. I really, uh, really appreciate that, Rob. I'm cool it. You know By what reminded way, us? I forgot, no, too. No, no, I don't know what reminded you. A text you came in and said, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I forgot that I was supposed to text. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, by the way, we do have tickets to the Red Hot Chili Peppers as KISW proudly presents the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the Gorge. Shut up. Friday, May the 31st. There's tickets going on sale maybe this Friday. I don't know. Either way, your chance to uh, win now. Text the word SNOW to 206-803-ROCK. Again, the word is SNOW. What uh, is chili pepper song? Snow. I don't know the song Snow. You don't know Snow? Snow? From the Chili Peppers? Is that Snow? Is yeah. that the name of it? Yeah. I did oh. not know the name of that song. Snow. Snow. Yeah, I know Snow. I, I say, oh, it's the yay-o. 
Listen to what I say, oh. Yay, oh. Snow. Snow is the word. <laughs> I'm not positive I know the name of many. Chili Pepper songs rock. They could have called it cocaine, but Eric Clapton already took it. <laughs> well, no. Uh, what's the name took it? Uh, uh, what's Buck the, Cherry. Buck Cherry. They look yeah. right. I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Informer. I was like, not that snow. Different snow. Uh, text snow now to 206-803-ROCK. Okay, coming up in minutes, we'll drink and toast with a shout of the day, but first... Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Ladies and gentlemen, Duff McKagan in studio. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Good to be back. What uh, what brought you to this lovely, uh, to Seattle at this time of the year? Don't you have a, a home in California or anywhere nice and warm? Well, <laughs> I do, but Seattle's home, man. I, I uh, You miss this. I do. I, I got off a tour four weeks ago on Guns Tour. Really, the tour lasted from, it was end of July 21. We started right when you could Jeez. start playing gigs after COVID. After COVID. Um, funny, it's after COVID. And I know. Yeah. COVID like three times since then. Uh, <laughs> we all have. I know. Sin yeah. We call it sinus infection out in the road. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good idea. Might want to stay Show will continue. Yes. Got the sinus infection. Uh, anyhow, so... Um, being on the road that long, I mean, I'm from Seattle. Uh, you, we tour in the summer everywhere we go. Think about it. We if we're if it's if it's winter in the northern hemisphere, we're playing down in, in South America. Is that intentional? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you want to <laughs> yes. play outside yeah. places, okay. so you play summer wherever you're going. If you're doing world tours, you know. And so I'm always in. Not to say. You kind of get you kind of get beat down by the the sun. You know what? Just stop. Yeah, just you, stop. Look you at do. This. I don't want to hear that. But, I'm but, so sorry that you had so much sun during a for the last what year and a half, right? A couple. I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But but something about putting on a coat and and boots. You know, being back home. Uh, I also like going. You know, England's kind of the same. Uh, sure. Latitude, I guess. Yeah. That's here. And I just, I, because of growing up in Seattle, I like, like the northern climates. I like northern, you know, you, northern parts of you Europe. Definitely have it yeah. right now. You know, on that note, we, yeah. uh, and you kind of ruined it today, but we, we have a gift for you, right? And spirit of the holidays coming up. And you say, yeah. when do you get the man that has everything? And I'm like, it doesn't have everything because every other time that we have talked to you other than today, uh, this is something you've been missing, yeah. and it was important to us that you could break this out uh, as needed. This doesn't make great radio, but I'm opening a present right now. <laughs> no, they, they just but, but it's thoughtful. It it, it's very thoughtful. That was wrapped by my wife. Yes, it's caring. It's very. It's caring. got a skull on it. It's a yeah. piece of clothing. Right. It's uh, sleeves. Those are sleeves, uh, they and are. They, they're part of a shirt. <laughs> and most of your shirts uh, yes. have uh, sleeves no, on them. Right. I know he's, he's most of your shirts never, do not never, have sleeves. Never my wife is going to love <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh Again, God. it's pronounced yeah. sleeves. Yes. So, yeah. I know, you broke the mold. You're wearing sleeves. <laughs> I know. He came in today with sleeves on. I think oh, we have a bet on that. When did you have time to to start working on Lighthouse, being the fact that you were on the road so much? Yeah, so... I had made the the record Tenderness. It, it came out in 2019. Made it that year with Shooter Jennings and his band. Great record, Los by Angeles. the way. Um, I had a bunch of other songs written at the same time of, of Tenderness. Because when you start writing songs, you just, in, in my case, I'm in a 
little, uh, you know, zone. So I've been, you know, creativity begets more creativity. I've sure. had all these songs that uh, didn't have room to record on for tenderness. So I got my studio here in Seattle in the end of 2019 and uh, started recording those songs. We got the studio together, myself and Martin Favier, um, <clears throat> and uh, started recording. Then I had to get down to to L.A. to start rehearsal for Guns for the 2020 World Tour. We yes, the warm to summer, right? too much sun tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, starting in South America in, in, in March. Yeah, you know. So um, down there rehearsing, and that's when things started, like, going south as far as, like, hey, you guys should keep the doors open at rehearsal. Oh? Yeah, is your crew, guys, do you guys have, can you get masks? Masks? Yeah, you get the crew guys to wear Okay, Why, well, wash your hands up to your elbows. Huh? Okay. And then we went and played the first show in Mexico City. It was March 10th. I think we played the last rock show on Earth. Of 2020. Yeah. yeah. 2020, yep. 2020. I'm sorry. Right. Everything shut down. We rolled out of Mexico City back to L.A. There was a stay-at-home order coming in at, like in 24 hours. Got up to Seattle with Susan and the girls. You know, everybody was kind of freaked out and small. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And we got to, to Seattle, and after about a week, uh, Martin, I talked to Martin, like, you want to just get in the studio? This could go on for a few weeks. Let's finish what we started. And, you know, as we all know, that two weeks turned into <laughs> two months, right. turned into two years. I had all of this time, first time in my life that I've had a time to just be creative not worrying about gigs, not worrying about anything, uh, except for worrying about, you know, m my family and right. what's going on with COVID, mm -hmm. as we all had that, what was it even, how do you even put that thing? There? Jerry Cantrell kind of did the same thing. He kind of said, you know what, man, if we're going to do this, I'm, I'm going to go back in and do it, and, and you played on that. Yeah, Brighton, yeah, that's exactly what happened, yeah. Um, and he played on my right. thing, you know, for sure. So, I just... Man, I was five days a week in my studio up here. Um, I'd come home. Susan, it was like such a normal life. She'd make dinner when I got home. <laughs> was it weird to you to quote unquote I'd like my you know, dog five days a week and to go home and you know yeah. just have a, a homemade dinner with the wife and all that? Yeah, walk the dog afterwards. You know, I wrote a lot of lyrics walking my dog at night after being in the studio. You should give credit to your dog. Yeah. You know. In the credits. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's where I found the time. And um, I recorded, you know, I, I, it's not just a record. I recorded, it's a long time. I recorded 60 songs. 60? 60. I've seen. So how do you, how do you, from, yeah. the, from the previous album, and then I know you pulled some from there, so how do you kind of take that, that puzzle and put it together as far as how the album comes out. Exactly. The first record. Yeah. <clears throat> out of all these 60 songs. Yeah. So we didn't... I don't know if we picked the 10 best songs, but I wanted to tell... I knew um, the song Lighthouse, which begins the record. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew that would be the first... It just spoke. It was like, that's the first song of the first record. That's it. Lighthouse. That's how you open up this whole new chapter. And um, there was a song called I Just Don't Know with, with Jerry uh, playing the lead on it. And, um, like that's the last song of the first record. So we, I had a first and a last. Right. I knew that, right? And then, um, how do you fill in the story? And 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 the first song, Lighthouse, is kind of about hope. It's really just a love song to my wife, a really basic 
sweet love song to my wife, but it's also about that beacon of hope that we all, whether it be goodness or whatever, we all search for. And I, and I know this because I travel the world and I go to little towns on tour. I do all this stuff off the beaten track and go to coffee shops and yeah. talk to people. People don't know, who, don't know who I am. When I go to these small towns, I'm just a tourist. And uh, I love doing that. And I've been doing that for years, man. Years. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what's it, your it, favorite place that you've been to? As far as just, not the show itself, but just like the vibe of the town that you've been in as you travel the world. Did you brought you know, up Mexico City. That's a place I love. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Like, uh, uh, we were in Tel Aviv a couple wow. months ago. And I went up to, I do a lot of nerdy stuff. <laughs> Um, and my friend is this um, world-class historian guy, Dan Jones. He's a British guy. And he said, I'll come down to Tel Aviv. He's also a big fan of the band. And we'll do a Templars tour of Accra, which is up the coast of Israel. And we you know, went through all these te old Templar tunnels and the, the, the Arab markets and the Arab restaurants in yeah. this town. It was just so alive and so damn old. Right, you know, right, right. I mean, and... Um, uh, that was a cool place I just went to. That was pretty rad. Uh, I mean, I love London. We played the Hyde Park sh uh, show this year, which there's nothing like that. You, that's in the center of central London, Hyde Park. Yeah. You play this gig, to like 200,000 people. I was going to say a sea of people. Yeah, yeah. You can't even see the bag. That's, and, and you're like the toast of the town that week. So it, it's really to be the toast of the town of London. Yeah, it's I mean, London, it, right? Wow. Do you ever get used to it? Because we actually, I think we saw a video of you guys playing Hyde Park, but it's, see you guys on stage doing your thing, but when it pans out, and like you said, just the enormity of the crowd, I'm just like, man, I don't care how long you've been doing this, there's no way you can look at that and say, this is normal. Nothing's ho-hum. I, I, I guess maybe I'm lucky. You know, I, I still get really nervous before shows. I look out when we come out on stage and, and look at the, sometimes a mass of humanity yeah. like that. And I'm really like, uh, there's gratefulness. There's also like, I'm just this nerd. I'm because I meet so many people, and I, 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 you know, I'm rarely even the most interesting person in the elevator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because people have these stories, and I've found this out. Like, somebody will break you down with the story they tell you, and like. Wow, all I do is play in a rock band. Like, your story is amazing. But I look out at audiences, and I see, man, there's amazing stories out there. And that always catches me. Um, so, no, I, I always am I'm amazed, every show I do, big or small, um, uh, that people show up. That unity of music and an audience is... a universal thing. It goes around the planet. Yeah, man. for sure. You yeah. know, and it that's insane um so i'm you know i'm i'm feel like i'm in the tall cotton uh, you know in my life right now like uh oh yeah hell yeah you are you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um so yeah so i had time to make this lighthouse record plus about four more i guess <laughs> so i i chose the songs i tried to write a little almost a little novella with with the i went okay. lyrically i went lyrically with I'm going to do this. I didn't look at songs like, I need a fast one here, I need this. Just lyrically, I tried to make a, a Hills and Valleys. I grew up with records where you'd put on side. It's a story. A, yep. and you song one, and you'd flip the record and go to the end. So that's what I made, was an album. 
Um, so uh, those of you that like to listen to albums, I hope you enjoy the story I put forth. Uh, the new one is Lighthouse. You're going to be at Easy Street Records Friday at uh, 8. If you buy the new Lighthouse at uh, Easy Street Online, uh, you'll buy get injured in the event unless oh. it's sold out. It might be. Vinyl, <laughs> CD, also cassette. Which I thought wow, was awesome. Oh, man. When I saw yeah. that, I was like, damn, that's cool. That's a good idea. We did it on tenderness because there's this, there's this little resurgence of um, cassette. It's I small. think it's awesome. You make like 500 and and they'll go. I'm a vinyl guy. My my wife likes cassettes and she will not get rid of a man. So like out in the garage, there's like a thousand of these Is that things. right? Oh, I'm not kidding. The problem is, like, so I have turntables in the house, you know. Yeah. We can Bluetooth, we can do all the stuff. I prefer yeah. vinyl. I'm very much a vinyl guy. But I'm like, baby, it's like a VHS tape. You have these cassettes. We don't physically have a machine to put them into I'm play, the dumbass but she every, won't get rid of I, I saved all my stuff on that. I don't know how in the hell yeah. I'm, I don't know how in the hell I'm going to get that. <laughs> You're not. I have no idea. I mean, like, I've got all my archives. That would be digital audio tape. Every interview. That's the radio person in you. My dude, God. it really is. <laughs> That's the dumbest yeah. move. I should have put on reel to reel. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's digital audio tape. Right. It's a <laughs> format that we all thought was going to be God. the next thing. It was so the stupid. wave of the future for approximately 45 yeah. seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a brand new podcast on uh, Odyssey exclusively. Uh, you got a chance. Uh, Jerry Cantrell uh, got a chance to interview you and I know Iggy Pop showed up and, uh, yeah. and and so did Slash and Iggy is on the album yes you guys sing together like you're Kate Pearson and you're doing Candy or something like <laughs> yeah. that <laughs> I played on that record you didn't not play on that candy, serious, no, 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 no I, I thought that, that was an awesome record. album yeah. that was an awesome album but uh, you're not doing that kind of thing you're just doing harmonies I guess uh, well for Iggy yeah um, well, he did a reprise of the song Lighthouse, is what he did for my record. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. okay. So he just sent us, it was really sweet of him. It's like, yeah, you know, Duff wants me to do something for his record. You know, I could just read the, the, the lyrics of Lighthouse, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want, Iggy. Right, right. Sure. So we're back here at the studio. We get, the, we get Iggy's. It's the voice of God. We just had, you know, through our speakers, just Iggy's voice. And then we put in um, some of the, we put in the song Lighthouse, sort of, behind his voice. But he's, he just talks the lyrics. And it's kind of like a reprise. At the end, there's space between the last song and then this Lighthouse reprise with Iggy Pop at the very, very end. So he's like the uh, David Attenberg. He's like, he does have that kind of narrative <laughs> yes, quality. Like, he could do that, that kind of stuff, like documentaries Absolutely. and stuff. He's got that. He's got that voice, that depth. Uh, the new one is uh, is Lighthouse. I know that uh, the Jerry. Uh, he got a chance to interview you. Is he a decent interviewer? He, that guy, man, talk about preparation. Better yeah. than better than us, I'm sure. <laughs> I'd like to say he learned a few. Exactly. exactly. I can't, look, we we've interviewed him what like 500 times, and at this point, it's not even like an interview. He just kind of shows up, yeah. and we just talk. So now I hear like he's stealing our gig, man. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't walk under an Alice Chain stage and like just start playing with them. Like, dude, you're stepping on our stuff, man. Well, we asked him if he, if he would do it, um, and he said, "Yeah, let me let me let me check out. Let me let me let me think about it for a day." And he came back and he had, I mean, his chops, man. Either getting prepared for. I've seen him write guitar solos and that fight and that thing, and he wants it to be perfect and have this feel and. And he will fight for a day, two days for for a solo, you know. Um, and he did that preparation he did for my our interview. He was like super prepared, 
Uh, and then he internalized everything, so he didn't have to have the paper out. And I was just stunned. I'm like, wow, that's really? a great question, awesome. Jerry. Um, <laughs> Damn, I didn't and, know you had it in you. <laughs> and we're bros, and we have this the musical thing together. We I've known him since, I don't know, 1990 or so. Yeah. Um, that's got to help him interview you. It's got to help, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, Stories yeah. we can't tell normal people. <laughs> right. Oh, we, yeah, no, the stories we won't ever tell. Tough is that Easy Street Records is Friday at, uh, at, at 7, I guess, the event actually starts. Are you, and, you're, and you're playing. I'm going to play it at Easy Street. I'm playing my first gig on Lighthouse. Uh, I had my first rehearsal with the band last night. Uh, Tim DiGiulio, Seattle, who played it on, on the uh, record. Um... Seattle guys. Mike Squires is sure. the musical sure. director. Okay. They're great, Mike Squires. He's going to be playing bass. And uh, he put this band together, and he, I was, I've been really tired. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, yeah. Mike, can you help me for this? So he actually puts the band together for you. He put the band, he, he did some rehearsals with them, then I just kind of floated in last night. Uh, uh, they, they knew everything. Speaking of uh, wow. COVID, as far as, uh, obviously, the world came to kind of an end there for a while, but uh, what Mike did with the couch riffs, and yeah. you were on the High oh, Lemon cover, great. which was absolutely one of the most fantastic things. William Duvall, he did a uh, cover of Rod yeah, Stewart. Rod Stewart. They, yeah. were, they were just doing all this really, really cool stuff yeah. while people were just kind of kicking back at home. And I look forward to those coming out because they were, I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, I, I don't think he's done doing those things. He That guy, he's the hardest worker he will always land on his feet, whatever he's doing. He's moved back to Seattle. He is really, I think he's at this place of peace now. Uh, you know, he had to do some traveling and do some, we call that pulling a geographical, right? Um, yeah. It's got to be better over here. It's got to right. be better. New York, wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think he's come back and he's like, you know, it's great here. This well, good. Is, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Doug so, Friday night, Easy Street Records. The uh, the doors open at 7. If you pick up Lighthouse uh, there, you'll get free entry into the event. As long as it's not sold out, vinyl, CD, also cassette. The brand new uh, Lighthouse uh, Odyssey podcast with Jerry Cantrell hosting. Who apparently uh, is a pretty good host. That's yeah. what we're hearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Slash stops by. Iggy Pop stops by. Talk about the new album and everything else. That's all at the Odyssey on the Odyssey app. Uh, download it now. It's absolutely free. Hit it, Mike. Odyssey.com. Hang on one second. I got it. I know where it's at. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, smooth. So we're helping out the company. The stinger really helps yeah. uh, sell it there, Doug. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, stinger. thank you so much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the stinger. The stinger. <laughs> All right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 99.9 KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. All right, John, thank you, John McKagan. Coming up, we'll uh, drink and tell us with a shot of the day. We do have your headlines on the way at 550. But first, quick check out with Mike Hogg and some of the stories and headlines he is not working on. Thank you, Miles. 80% of adults have flushed something that they shouldn't have down the toilet. Uh, I believe I have. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, like on paper towels? Paper towels, <laughs> maybe uh, non-flushable wipes, drugs, anything? Uh, drugs sure. I've done. Drugs I've done. <laughs> I think also, I think a lot of that depends on if you live in, if it's your home or you're renting. That's a good call. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. In my home, not so much. Renting, like, eh, we'll see if it goes. Ah, I guess they're flushable. <laughs> I guess that, they don't really block up the toilet. They are flushable, but they're not good for the sewer system. Correct. Yes, they can get down the toilet. They can go through most of the piping. However, they can cause an issue it's later just, on it, down the line. It, you're not lying. It's like, look, a, a lot of things are flushable. You shouldn't flush them. A lot, Tide pods are edible, right? But they will kill you. Correct. Right. So that's one of those. Are they edible? Yes. So are lead paint chips. Correct. But there's a backside to it. Can they be eaten? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Should be they eaten. be? Absolutely not. Correct. Also, don't flush your drugs. That screws with the water system. That's not okay. Bro, I didn't do it because I want to get rid of my drugs. I did it because the man was at the door. And <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's not like, like a fun adventure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a hotel room. Who cares? <sighs> and, and, and you're irritated when the cops come in and they kind of know what you've done, but the evidence is gone and it's like, you're irritated. I'm irritated. <laughs> you're getting paid to be here. Right. I just lost money just because lost you're money. here. Right? So and let's understand time. that. Damn it. Yeah. One in eight Americans over 50 now use marijuana. Good. All right. That, mad, that adds up. Well, and they're getting more and more applications for, for folks over the age of 50. They're dealing a lot more with the pain management and the remedies that they have. I mean, and that's the difference between weed and, say, alcohol, right? And look, I love alcohol. It's not that. Absolutely. But there's no real health benefit to yeah. alcohol other than mental health. But with weed, right, there's so many different applications and it's good that they've kind of removed that stigma yeah. so the people that are in pain, it's a, it's a, what did your mom say? Like, you gave her the, the THC oh, yeah, like the flow oil and stuff. Yeah, Because her grandma, back's always killing her. She swears by it. My grandma's using a cream on her hands these days. Right. Me too. It I mean, just, that's all. Works. That's all, man. It, it's not always just about smoking weed to get stoned. That's everyone to portray it if you want to be against it, and that's okay. Right. But that's not the truth of it. Right. And make no mistake, we, we'd like the less restrictions. But hey, <laughs> I, I know somebody, I want to say like their parents are using it. They just don't know what it is. Oh, that's they, me. Oh. That's my grandma. Oh, that is you. Okay, yeah. that's my grandma. <laughs> but I, you know like, what? I know it's somebody. But don't we all do that? I don't Jedi, know what's Jedi, an Jedi, Advil. Jedi mind after. Yeah, but I don't know what's an Advil. Right. And I'm sure, I guarantee you, the ingredients in Advil are much more dangerous than weed. Damn straight. But I take it if it's going to solve my well, problem. Well, if you have a glass of wine and take Tylenol, that, that is not good for your insides. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a new list of the most fun cities in the U.S. And he gets us in the top five. The most yes, fun cities. Las yes. Vegas, Number Orlando, Number Los two. Angeles. New Orleans. Nashville? Nope. Uh, so you got Vegas and Orlando. Miami comes in at number three. Atlanta at number four. Chicago. San Francisco at number five. Atlanta, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of different sections of that city. Okay. And there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on down there. I like it. The Buckhead for me. We, uh, we, we, Buckhead is weird, too. 
Because Buckhead is the fancy, like, super expensive neighborhood. Right. And then it's got all the clubs and stuff as well. At the I think you just go to the bars. You can never afford to live there, but the nightlife is pretty good. Oh, yeah. And it's all, Mike, it's everything you could think of. For, like, okay. bars, you would like to, like, bars that, are like, rappers like. No kidding. Yeah. All right, Stall. All right. I dig it, man. That's yeah. kind of its claim to fame. Like, it, we got everybody. Hell yeah. You cannot afford to live here, but we got your back to have fun. It is the holiday season, and it is. Is it? Can, it is. It, it feels Some like bitch. it. <laughs> Thank I'll you, be it's long been contested. I don't know why, but it's like pineapple on pizza. It's just something that people can't let go of because, honestly, the line is just right there at, at 50-50 whether or not the, the, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'll bring it out right there. Let, people are, are have been arguing about this for years. However, it actually doesn't stop with Die Hard. There's actually an entire list of movies, and I want to play a game with y'all. Oh, man. The top ten are the really Christmas movies. I feel the Christmas Sweet chair. baby Jesus. Just because a movie is staged or the events therein happen around or on Christmas does not a Christmas movie make. Disagree. You've got mail with America's sweetheart, Tom Hanks. Oh, and Meg Ryan. <laughs> Just because a portion of the movie transpires around Christmas does not mean it's a Christmas movie. But Die Hard is. <laughs> I'll fight you. So, can we set parameters then? We, we understand that just because Christmas takes place at some point during the movie does not make it a Christmas movie. So therefore, what is our rubric for what is a Christmas movie? To me, it is if Christmas has anything to do with the overarching plot. Okay. So you can argue Die Hard, and obviously it is an action movie. No one's going to deny that. Sure. But the point was... It took place at a Christmas party. The Christmas party is why all of this happened. The teddy bear and all this crap. So you go, but, but the flip side of that is, the way we perceive... This is my opinion. The way we perceive a Christmas movie is it's feel good. Sure. You know, and... But I don't know that all Christmas movies are that. But no. if Christmas is integral to your movies. plot, to There's your sad plot. Christmas movies, oh, no, right, right. But if I feel like if it's integral to your plot to make this story make sense to us, mm -hmm. then I call it a Christmas movie. Okay, Ted, how about you? Do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on what it needs to have in order to be a Christmas movie? I don't know. So I feel like this is all relatively new. Okay. Like, really? I feel like it was only, like, 10 or 15 years ago, people were like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Like, uh, okay. So, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It takes, to me, I guess if it takes place at Christmas, that makes it a Christmas movie. That's why the bulk of Miracle on 34th Street takes place around Thanksgiving. Right. But Miles, it ain't yeah. Christmas, Ted. Any, any take from you there, there, Miles? Oh, as far look, if you like watching it every year and, and you consider it a movie that brings you joy and happiness at this time, do it. I don't think they were intentionally being made to be, it was at the time of the year. Okay. So even like Iron Man and there's a bunch of movies that take place during Christmas, right? Yeah. But a Christmas movie to me is more centered around the holiday spirit of the holiday. Okay. So I just define it differently. That does not make it right. Gotcha. Okay. So these are our, these are the movies that they put up on the table for debate. Let's see where we land here. It's, it's going to be a two-thirds vote from this room at least. Uh, Can I be honest with you, by the way? You bet. I hate that crap. I hate those debates. If you like watching with family and friends and it brings you joy, that's all it is. No, no, sure. But we're that's saying if Christmas is integral to the plot of the movie is what they're asking. 
But look, I could watch right. Predator yeah. at Christmas because I enjoy watching Predator sure. at Christmas, but I would not call it a Christmas movie. Yeah. There you go. Right. I, well, you know what, Mike? Let me change my answer. I guess here's the difference. To me, if it's a Christmas movie, it's something you watch around Christmas. Die Hard, I would watch any time of year. Yeah. Gotcha. That's fair. That's Frosty, fair. Frosty yeah. was not about Christmas. At Christmas. Right, like Bad Santa. Funny movie. I would watch around Christmas. Probably not going to watch it in July unless I'm like, oh, screw it. Okay. Frosty just didn't want to melt. Right, that's right. <laughs> so uh, they go catch me if you can from two thousand two. I never, I know the movie, but I never Is saw that DiCaprio. It. I believe so. Yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks and DiCaprio. Yeah, I never saw it either. Neither saw. So it. I have no idea. Okay, I, I truly have no idea. We're just gonna scratch that one. Uh, from twenty thirteen, they go Iron Man three. What was the plot? Uh, that was handsome bad. I would not call it a Christmas movie, but mostly because it's part of a franchise. Right, it's and about I agree Iron with you Man. on that. Right. And didn't I think the the only thing that they might have to go on wasn't the ending. Spoiler alert: when he destroyed all the Iron Man suits, wasn't that his Christmas gift to Pepper Potts to Pepper or whatever? Potts. Yeah. Right. I mean, you get that, but I go, ah, not a Christmas movie. Yeah, the best this is, is continuing a story. When you're doing that, it, it's basically National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. If you're involved in one of those kind of like you know exactly things, right? The you know Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. That was that, a Christmas that, movie. That, that would be okay. <laughs> you know, it's weird, but like Wizard of Oz to me is a Christmas movie. It has nothing to do with Christmas. Mm-hmm. But when I was growing up, they showed it once a year on network TV, and it was always within a week of Christmas. Right. So to me, it's a it has nothing to do with Christmas. So you can look at the best Vegas movies. You, you could say the, hang, the Hangover is a great one, right? Yeah. Well, all right. Well, Vegas Vacation, not that bad either. There you go. <laughs> it's part of the, part of the chain. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Does that I, take place at Christmas? There's, uh, I, to be honest with you, I don't know what time of year it takes place. I don't think Christmas ever actually happens in it, but there's a lot that has to do with snow. He actually creates snow because he makes these ice sculptures and the flakes are making snow. snow, and it's very heavy on the snow. There might even be some Christmas stuff in there. That air, though... It feels very Christmassy, so I can see where right. they're coming from. When you watch it, it does kind of feel like it has this spooky Christmas vibe. But kinda- dude, they do the Christmas vibe to keep reinforcing that this is happening during the winter, which is a different thing. Gotcha. Right? So if I'm watching a movie that takes place in the winter, if in the background you have all the Christmas stuff, it, it reminds me, right, this is wintertime, blah, 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 I- but there's no real... I would no. I would say that there's no Christmas focal point in the movie. However, it would feel right playing it at Christmas time. Yeah, they, they say here it's like uh, it takes partially takes place at Christmas. Okay, but it's also a classic dark fairy tale, and it's all framed by an old woman telling a story to her granddaughter. Correct. On a snowy night. There you go. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone shows up. No, that's not a Christmas movie. It, it, it's, Christmas it's is not even a Harry thing Potter thing. Right. It's like Iron Man. Like they're continuing a story. This happened to happen around right. Christmas break, but it has nothing to do with Christmas. Harry Potter is a lifestyle. It is. Yeah. It's not it's, a holiday. It's, not, it's college time, <laughs> man. It's, it's boarding school it's for like coming up with the 10 best bathroom scenes in movies. It's, it's, it's like, just, this is irrelevant. Right. It has a really beautiful Christmas scene that was very warm, and it, and it had a very nice Christmas scene in it. It is not a Christmas movie. It took place all doggone school year. You know what happens in the right. middle of the school year? Doggone Christmas, Christmas time. Right. All right. So Van Wilder, <laughs> is that a Christmas movie? No. No. Friggin' A. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Batman Returns. Is it a Christmas movie? No. Come no. on. There's a, Again, you're continuing a story. It's Gotham. It's over there on the East Coast. It snows a lot. <laughs> exactly. Put the Christmas lights in the background to remind people right. that that's your frame of mind. And penguins can exist outside of Christmas time. <laughs> Just not Danny DeVito. 
<laughs> now he's slinging subs. <laughs> and good ones. They go with Rent. Is Rent a Christmas movie? I never saw Rent. Oh, no, I have no desire to. That was more of a Broadway thing. I'm right. It's a musical. So it I is a Broadway musical. I, I didn't see it, so I, I can't really I know speak some to of it. the songs just because my sister loved it. Right. She would play that CD. It was like a double CD. They would play it all. Yes. Now time. they can update that with some really, really high prices, though. Yes, they can. They re- they re- that that soundtrack really did explode onto the scene. I remember when yeah, I something about version came out. Minutes. Yeah, five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just they played it like crazy. Mean Girls shows up on the list. Yeah, never saw it. It's the same argument as Dog yes. on Harry Potter. Now it did had a very. Very interesting scene that took place around Christmas time. There were some very tight outfits. It's uh, look, okay. it's not a Christmas movie. Jingle Stop trying to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Good job, Ted. I see what you did there, buddy. <laughs> Stop trying to make Christmas movies happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But then the number one that they put on here, and no, it is not Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? There's a good argument on this one. Gremlins. Yeah. I say yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I say yes. yes. Christmas yes. is integral to the entire story being told. So, I mean, we you get distracted by the destruction. The kid, the kid is the present. Right? It's about Gizmo's the present. Gizmo. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah, the kid. The, the, whatever. The kid's the they did Who's not give out Gizmo. kids for Christmas? God, Miles. Grogu's the kid. He's 58 years old. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all Gizmo. Don't get Gizmo. I feel like this argument's a little bit like the college football playoff. Like, I don't agree with it. But if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, you bet your ass the Gremlins is a Christmas damn movie. It is. And I would argue that it is because, yet again, just like Die Hard with the plot being being integrated around Christmas, same with Gremlins. Would the Gizmo. kid have gotten the gift if it wasn't Christmas? No. Right. The Gremlin would not have showed up in the first place if not for Christmas. And isn't Gremlins 2, like in New York, isn't it New Year's Eve? Is it? Or is that Gremlins 1, where they're partying on New Year's Eve? No, uh, the original Gremlins was Christmas. I don't right. think I saw Gremlins 2. I don't know. Electric Boogaloo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> a town in Italy has gotten to the bottom of who's been slashing people's tires around town, and you're oh, not going to yeah. see this answer Who coming. Who did that? I'll tell you all about it at 5.50. Thank you, sir. Headlines are coming up at 5.50. In the meantime, it's going to get tested online for Profile This at 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.